October, and I have not put out a podcast since the beginning of summer. Sorry. It was a great summer. I had a fantastic summer. I did all kinds of fun and exciting things, none of which included recording a podcast. So once again, I do apologize. But here we are now. It is October of 2015. As this summer winded down and fall is upon us, I am reminded that back in March when the amazing Demetrius Bagley came and spent some time with me, he predicted that somewhere around my birthday of this year, which happens to be October 13th, he predicted or he read it in the stars or he felt that there would be something big happening in my life, a big change, and I'm here to tell you that that change is happening as we speak. Um, For the last eight years, I've worked for Whole Foods Market. I don't talk about it a lot because I know many of you vegan folks have problems with Whole Foods Market, but when I went to work for Whole Foods Market, I did so with a need. Um, I was out of a job, I needed a job, I needed to put food on the table for me and my family, and I needed a paycheck. I spent so much of my money at Whole Foods already that I wanted to go work for a company that believed a lot of the same things that I believed, and Whole Foods was that company. Um, They had a green mission, they had a, you know, at the time, what I thought was a great animal welfare program. They had... You know, they gave to charity. They did a lot of wonderful things. And so I went to Whole Foods with zero experience working in the food service industry other than the kitchen I had at home, blogging and writing recipes. And um, they took a chance on me and they gave me a job. And I started working at Whole Foods eight years ago. And this week, I end my career with Whole Foods. I will no longer be working for Whole Foods Market, and it's with a heavy heart, yet an open mind, that I move forward. And who knows what greatness will will uh, be on on my uh, plate in the future. I know it will be great. I know there are many great things that I can do. But I am hoping to uh, get this up and running more often now that I'm no longer working a day job at Whole Foods Market. I'm out on my own for a while, so we'll see what this next chapter of life uh, brings for me. Hopefully more regular podcasts, hopefully more regular blog posts, hopefully more of all of the things that I love to do, celebrating vegan food and animal rights and all of those types of things. I am walking for animals on November 8th, which is in less than two weeks if you guys are interested in joining my team you can join team Jan and Doni that's a silly moniker my friends have given my husband Dan and I 
Um, instead of Dan and Joni, we're Team Jan and Doni. So feel free to join our team if you want to walk with us in LA. Um, otherwise, feel free to stop on over to justthefood.com and on the right hand side there's a widget there where you can donate to Farm Sanctuary on behalf of Team Jan and Doni to help uh, raise money for Farm Sanctuary. This is very exciting. I love Farm Sanctuary and the work that they do. So I'm very uh, proud to walk for the farm animals. Um, please visit justthefood.com, click on that widget, and donate to Team Jan and Doni for our Walk for Animals on November 8th. The uh, official fourth quarter of the year has begun. We are entering fall, even though it was 92 degrees today in Long Beach, California. But that's okay, that's okay. Ah makes for lovely evenings where we can walk outside and enjoy the nice 72 degree weather at 10 o'clock at night which it is right now but regardless um, I did record some segments over the summer talking about different things that happened throughout the summer so some of the uh, new segments might be a little old but I left them in there because I was uh, passionate about some of the things I talked about so if you hear some old news being rehashed that's why but also um, there's some new stuff in there too I have a quick little interview with Laura Chang McManus um, she is organizing the first ever SoCal Veg Fest which is happening this Sunday November 1st and I'm pretty excited about that I am super excited about it I'm doing a cooking demo as well as helping to organize the event and I am super proud of what she has accomplished. Her and Robert have really outdone themselves in starting from scratch and building a giant festival. There's a hundred vendors there. It's going to be amazing. So I will let Laura explain more about that in a few minutes. And I am once again sorry for the long absence in between. And with that, I will uh, welcome you to episode seven of Vegan Road Rants. Vegan Road Rants. So I'm here with Laura. She is one of the organizers of the SoCal Veg Fest, Orange County's first ever giant wonderful and amazing veg fest laura yes are hi. you so excited about this really excited it's happening less than three weeks well two and a half weeks oh yeah it's just around the corner a few oh days gosh. away a few days away so what inspired you to want to do this we want to get people to go vegan that is one the first thing that we want to do and whether it's through food that's the number one thing or information or anything to get people to know what the reasons why to go vegan yeah there's I've been reading about it I'm involved in helping you with it so I've seen the list of vendors and it's incredible you've got everything from like you know southern fried vegan food to you know really healthy raw food um, but in addition to food, you also have like lifestyle people there. You have mm -hmm. yoga people there, yep. wellness people there, raw foodists, juicers. Like, I mean, you've yep. got everything from yep. 
the uber healthy to the fun and fatty. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. Because I'll be at the I'll be at the deep fried vegan booth for sure, eating some delicious fried chicken and waffles. I mean, do we have time? I don't think I'll even have the time <laughs> to, to I go know, and huh? try all the different kinds of food. I'll be like, oh my god, I need food, but I need to go over here. So it's on a Sunday. Yes. And it's free. Which is super awesome. Yeah. So it doesn't cost anything to get in. Nope. Um, even if you don't come with a pocket full of cash, there's still a ton of free stuff to do, right? Yes. Like, Definitely. We have, uh, you can do yoga for free. Nice. And then you can go on the, you can watch performances on the main stage, at the main stage area. You can have free food samples. Yeah, there's a ton of companies giving out free oh, yeah. samples. Um, you have some awesome entertainment scheduled for the main stage. Yeah, um, speakers. Speakers in the main hall. Some mm-hmm. great speakers. Yes, great speakers. You get to meet the speakers at the author's booth. And you have kids' village activities for kids. Well, for maybe for all ages. Yeah, that's kind of one of the coolest things about this event. It's not like a beer fest where it's all a bunch of drunk folks. Instead, it's like a family fun event not that there isn't anything wrong with beer fest we sometimes like to get drunk and have fun but <laughs> this is a fun family event it, you can bring the kids you can bring you know the whole family exactly there's lots to do for everyone there's food and you know entertainment entertainment there's a a chef demo tent so you can watch food demos yes um i will be doing one of the food demos i'm gonna make my seitan slab of bacon Ooh. Ah, yeah. That sounds really good right now. And authors like JL Field will be there doing a demo, a pressure cooking demo, which is always awesome. So there's, a, I mean, it's this is this is no joke. This is like the real deal. Yep. Oh, and if you want to do a cupcake contest, you still have time to turn the application in. Awesome. So make some cupcakes. Yeah. Go to SoCalVegFest.org, and you can see all the exhibitors. You can see who's going to be speaking. You can see what food vendors are going to be there. Follow SoCalVegFest on Facebook. Uh, like it on Facebook. There's also an event page for that that you can RSVP if you want to do that. Um, and then on the home page of the website, you can click on the cupcake contest and that'll yes. take you to the registration form so you can enter the vegan cupcake contest if you think you have what it takes. Thank you so much, Laura, for doing this. This is going to be the most amazing premier veg fest in Orange County. I'm super excited that it's happening. Thank you. news. Cecil the lion. Oh, Cecil. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that some fucking rich white ass dentist decided he wanted to kill you for no reason. He just wanted to do it. He wanted to pay a lot of money, track you, lure you out, of your sanctuary and fucking kill you like a coward. I'm very sorry, Cecil. Makes me really sad. Makes me really sad. I'm very sorry that happened to you. Now, the way the world is responding, that gives me hope. Gives me hope that people are awakening and feeling and understanding 
that animals are not for us to kill. Animals are not for us to use for sport. And hopefully they'll make the connection and realize that animals are not for us to eat. Now, we can be assholes about it and we can tell people that post on their Facebook about Cecil the lion that they're hypocrites because they still eat meat. But instead, we should be embracing the fact that people do show compassion for at least this one lion that was senselessly murdered. And if they can show compassion for that one lion, they will be able to show compassion for other animals moving forward. And so it's our opportunity to show that compassion is in fact the only way to lead to a true vegan life. You can eat a plant-based diet, you can have meatless Mondays, you can do all of those things and sure you're not killing any animals by doing so. But unless you realize that animals are not for us to use, unless you have that aha moment, unless you have that awakening and understanding and compassionate click that clicks off in your head, you're not going to stay vegan for the long haul. So you see someone post something sick that's done to animals and they're not vegan, don't be an asshole to them. Try to embrace their compassion for this one animal and maybe help them. Maybe invite them to a vegan restaurant. Maybe hang out with them a little bit and give them some vegan food and tell them, hey, I noticed you post about Cecil. I really appreciate that you have compassion. How can we take that a step further? How can we make that connection? How can we understand that it's not just Cecil, it's all animals. All animals. Especially, especially those killed for food. By the billions each and every year. So I'm sorry, Cecil. I am so sorry that you were killed needlessly, disgustingly, senselessly, brutally, painfully. I'm so sorry. I hope your death is not in vain. I hope you have changed the minds of many. I hope your undoing and your suffering will be the catalyst that some people use to make their way to a more compassionate life. A few weeks ago here in Long Beach, the Coastal Commission had a big meeting with SeaWorld or a big hearing with SeaWorld uh, with regards to them being able to expand their park into the ocean, which is why the Coastal Commission gets involved to begin with because SeaWorld is built along the Pacific Ocean in uh, San Diego, California. So they want to expand their tanks so that the orcas have more space to swim around, which sounds on its face like a good thing. But they themselves admitted that the reason they want these bigger tanks or these bigger um, habitats for the whales is so they can continue to breed more whales. Um, 
there was a ton of animal rights folks down there, including Pam Anderson down at the Long Beach Convention Center for this hearing. And the Coastal Commission um, eventually approved plans for SeaWorld to expand their tanks with a condition on the approval that no more orcas be bred in captivity and that no orcas be taken from the wild. Now that, that is an incredible ruling. Um, right now, SeaWorld is saying that they don't believe that the Coastal Commission actually has the legal authority to do such a thing, but as it stands right now, that is what's been said. Um, now, if SeaWorld chooses not to expand and build the bigger tanks, then it is not bound by the rules of no longer breeding. So it's really going to be up to SeaWorld who has lost like 80% of its stock value and um, attendance at its park in San Diego, as well as other parks around the country have been um, way down. So this is a great step in the right direction to hopefully stop the breeding of these magnificent creatures in captivity um, and hopefully eventually prevent any more orcas from being uh, taken from the wild. I know SeaWorld says they don't take any from the wild and they only breed, um, but there are other water parks out there as well that do take from the wild. So it's just a matter of um, setting an example and then the law following suit in different states, different countries, and eventually hopefully the whole world to free these magnificent creatures to prevent the captivity of these magnificent creatures into these tiny tanks and hopefully to retire the ones that are already in captivity into sea pen sanctuaries where they can live out the rest of their lives without being poked at, prodded at, looked at, laughed at, and kept in, you know, isolation in tiny tanks where they don't get to be social with other whales. Um, so good on you, Coastal Commission. Uh, high five for this victory. I, it just makes me so happy to see that, uh, that we're going in the right direction with this. So the World Health Organization puts out a study that says processed meats like bacon, sausage, hot dogs are cancer-causing. This report just came out and it has been all over the news, up and down every freaking news channel, every blogger, every Facebooker, every everybody is posting about this article. Yay! Bacon is bad for you. I mean, okay, is that news? <laughs> I mean, did we not already know that? But it's nice to have an actual study to point to. Um, another, you know, weapon in our arsenal of tools against the meat industry. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny because I was like, this is, duh, did we not know this already? Um, but yeah, I guess it's great to have it in writing by someone scientific like the World Health Organization. So yeah, guess what? Bacon and sausages are bad for you. Processed meats are bad for you. I guess I'm probably preaching to the choir when I say that with my sarcastic attitude, but it's kind of like cigarettes. Everybody knows cigarettes are bad for you and that they cause cancer. 
yet people still smoke them. I'm guilty. I've smoked cigarettes in the past. I quit for like five years and recently I started smoking again. I'm horrible, but I know it's bad. I'm not joking myself into thinking it's a health food for crying out loud. I know it's bad. So what um, is processed meats, hot dogs, and sausages and bacon now going to have a warning label on the side just like a cigarette pack? That would be kind of rad that I could get behind. If that sticker was on every box of bacon out there, I swear, up and down, every broadcast on the news yesterday was like, but bacon, but bacon, what am I going to do without bacon? I mean, cancer causing or not, did you not know bacon was just not good for you to begin with? Um, hello, it's bacon. It's fat, salt, grease, and like, I don't know, whatever flavors they put into that stuff to make it like what it is. Anyways, I just am, I'm flabbergasted that people find this news so, uh, so newsworthy. It's everywhere. Um, but yes, let's use this opportunity to share the deliciousness of vegan bacon. It doesn't cause cancer. Yay. You know, um, we try to go after people with a compassionate standpoint. We try to go after people with an environmental standpoint and we try to go after people with a health conscious standpoint. Maybe this is just one more reason for those who don't care about the environment or don't care about animals at least hopefully I mean it seems by their actions would care about themselves who knows anyways bacon causes cancer woo vegan road new product alert follow your heart makers of veganaise and the most amazing vegan creamy garlic dressing ever in the whole wide world that I always sneak in with me when I go to soup plantation and other delicious vegan foods has announced and will be selling the first commercially available scrambled egg mix, uh, vegan scrambled egg mix. I know there have been others talking about doing it. I know Hampton Creek has talked about it, but Follow Your Heart is going to be the first to market. Um, I've seen pictures and I've seen video and it freaking looks like scrambled eggs. Apparently it's going to come in a powder and you mix it and you cook it and it turns into scrambled eggs. Um, I believe also that you can use it in baking applications and other options as well. But I'm pretty excited just about the scrambled egg portion of it. Because I love me a good tofu scramble, but my goodness, scrambled eggs, breakfast burritos, omelets, things like that will be forever changed if this product lives up to what it is claiming to be. It will be available at the end of October in, um, I think they're launching it on Amazon. So be on the lookout for that. I think it's a pretty cool idea that they're launching it online so that people all over can get it and it won't be you know, relegated to health food stores and cities that have vegan uh, markets. So yay. I'm excited about the new Follow Your Heart Vegan Scrambled Eggs. Vegan Road Rant! Let's talk Hampton Creek real quick. Over the summer, a lot has happened with Hampton Creek, going way back to spring when they first were being sued by Unilever um, 
for not calling, um, for calling their product mayo when it has no eggs. Well, that fizzled out and backfired on Unilever because it was bad business practice to go after the little guy when you're a giant corporation just because they might steal a little bit of your business. We do live in a free market capitalistic society. So that was kind of a bomb deal for them to be going after Hampton Creek to begin with. But after they dropped the lawsuit, it didn't end there. Behind closed doors, the uh, egg board, which is regulated by the FDA or the USDA or something like that. I probably don't have my details right. I am driving. Um, but I will make sure and put a link to an article in the show notes uh, for this episode. Um the egg board behind closed doors was going back and forth with different lobbyists from the Unilever Corporation as well as from egg lobbyists all over the place. And they uh, basically were going against the law in trying to stop Hampton Creek from selling its Just Mayo eggless products, um, even though it was against the law because they are regulated they're a federally regulated um, company or a federally regulated entity so they're not supposed to be able to get involved in things such as lobbying and things like that Um, so uh, emails were discovered in leaked WikiLeaks style Um, threats were made Uh, And it was just announced recently that the person in charge has stepped down out of humiliation. Pretty exciting stuff. So keep on doing what you do, Hampton Creek. Uh, But don't ignore us vegans because we support you 100%. And I know you don't like to say that your product is vegan. And I know Mr. Josh Tetrick is a true vegan and a wonderful man. But don't forget us. We're always here to support you. So... Good on you, Hampton Creek. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep developing amazing products. And Egg Board, you can go shove it up your patoot. Vegan Road Rant! Just really quick, you guys. If you live in California and you're anywhere near a fresh and easy, heads up, they are closing their doors to all their California stores. So head on over there because fresh and easy actually has a pretty decent selection of vegan options. Um, I went yesterday and I walked out of there with a cart full of groceries, including spices and nuts and that kind of stuff that were all like 30% off. But their freezer section, I got diet cheesecakes, DF Maven's ice cream, I got Gardein crabless cakes, um, I got some Dea shreds, all kinds of stuff. So they're even still baking fresh bread I'm imagining that they're baking off what they still had in freezer stock of dough um, because otherwise it doesn't even make sense that they're still making bread but head on over to fresh and easy if you are in California and you can get yourself there and stock up on stuff that is pantry safe shelf stable and freezer safe because they're doing some pretty good discounts over there fresh stuff and um like produce wise and stuff it's almost all gone already and they were only doing a 10% discount on that anyways but the frozen goods are like 30% off spices 30% off the international aisle 30% off so go stock up 
That's my money-saving tip of the day. Head over to Fresh and Easy and stock up on vegan stuff. Hey, so I'm super excited to announce this new segment that I'm going to be doing every episode of Vegan Road Rants, where I showcase a indie band and one of their songs. So, if you have an indie band that you'd like me to play on Vegan Road Rants, send me an email, joni at justthefood.com, and send me a link to your band, um, or send me a link to one of the songs, and if I play it on the air, I will also definitely shout you out and put the link to how to buy your music in the show notes, and this is the first installment, um, and what you're going to be hearing is... Signal XY and their song Criminal from their EP Response. You can buy it on iTunes, Amazon, and SoundCloud and follow them on Facebook and Instagram as at Signal XY. That's Signal XY, S-I-G-N-A-L-X-Y. So here's Signal XY with Criminal. You're going to jail, you fucking disgusting prick. and their song Criminal from their EP response. 
Remember, buy it on iTunes, Amazon, and SoundCloud, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They are at SignalXY. Vegan Road Rant! I just want to talk about hot dogs. Hot dogs have always been one of my favorite things to eat. When I was young and dumb and didn't care what I put into my body whatsoever, I used to enjoy the shit out of a 7-Eleven Big Bite with nacho cheese poured all over it. And then they came out with the Spicy Big Bite and I was all about the 7-Eleven Spicy Big Bite with nacho cheese poured all over it. Now being a more worldly woman and knowing that um, eating animals is gross, let alone eating whatever it is they put into animal-based hot dogs is gross. Um, I've moved on to veggie dogs and they're okay. In fact, some of them are pretty fucking delicious. And I'm not talking about just hot dogs. I'm talking about all the like pre-made sausage, bratwurst, kielbasas, whatever any of these companies are putting out right now. Like Field Roast has an artisanal sausage line that is top notch great flavors, just totally delicious. Tofurky has a line of sausages that are freaking amazing and delicious. And I think Field Roast also has regular hot dogs, the Franks, and they're pretty good too. Um, our standard go-to at, at, at home when we just want to have hot dogs and that are just like plain old hot dogs, because my husband loves hot dogs too, um, is the Light Life brand. And they have the regular size and then the jumbo size. Um, so I'm feeling my big bite craving coming on. I go for the jumbos. Um, I like them because you can just throw them on the grill or when my husband's in charge of hot dogs, sometimes he splits them in half and pan fries them so they're nice and crispy. Oh, just hot dogs in general. And you know, you don't have to have them with just ketchup and mustard. There are so many wonderful things you can put on top of hot dogs. I think of hot dogs as like the other veggie burger like it's just long and skinny instead of round and flat I love hot dogs one of my favorite ways to make a hot dog is like banh mi style like a um, nice big crusty roll or a pretzel roll with a hot dog and then some pickled vegetables on top or some kimchi on top or some I don't know, whatever crazy good fun stuff on there. Like if I want to do banh mi style, it'll probably be like pickled carrots and radishes and more um, traditional pickled vegetables that you put on top of a banh mi and cilantro, lots and lots and lots of cilantro. And then just to just douse it in like a half gallon of sesame sriracha sauce because in my house, it's known as salmon-colored sauce because I always have some sort of salmon-colored sauce in a squeeze bottle in the fridge, whether it's a sesame sriracha sauce or a chipotle ranch or a spicy sesame ginger miso sauce. Almost everything I have ends up being a salmon-colored sauce. So that's the running joke at my house. Oh, just put some salmon-colored sauce on it. It'll be delicious. And it usually is, especially on a hot dog. Um, 
And summertime was great for hot dogs. We ate them so much. And then I just turned 40 and I had a bunch of friends over for a like, backyard camp out and we did veggie dogs for that too. And it was the first time I invited like my vegan friends and my regular friends together. So I was like, hot dogs, everybody likes hot dogs. You dress them up enough, I mean, sure, hot dogs are whatever they are, whatever they taste like, the sausage itself, let's be real. A hot dog is literally just a transportation device for bread and toppings. You, you kind of feel silly eating all the toppings and bread if you don't have like some kind of protein source in the middle. So yeah, that's how I feel about hot dogs. Hot dogs are transportation device for all the amazing toppings you could put on top of them. I like to theme out my hot dogs, like, like I said, banh mi style, or you could do like barbecue style. I remember also in my pre-vegan days, there used to be this hot dog that they had at Wiener Central that was like... It was a hot dog with barbecue sauce, a slice of bacon, and then topped with cheddar cheese. It's like their barbecue dog or whatever. Yeah, you can make a vegan version of that. And it's, I'm going to say it's better than what I remember those being because I don't have to freak out about cancer. <laughs> I don't have to freak out about the fact that I'm eating a bunch of dead animals. Um, but yeah, barbecue sauce on a delicious tofurkey sausage with a couple slices of either tempeh bacon or seitan bacon the sweeter seitan bacon because it's already kind of barbecuey already and then top it with some like day of shreds and then throw that in the broiler and let it get all melty what i would probably also add red onions green onions and a big squirt of veganaise to that hot dog and that would be like my ultimate barbecue hot dog barbecue sauce sweet earth bacon or homemade seitan bacon some day cheese in the broiler let it get all bubbly and delicious oh that sounds amazing we went to a restaurant for lunch today me and aaron from olives for dinner called the federal bar in downtown long beach and we went there specifically because i knew they had a vegan hot dog on their menu because I just went there in September, and in September, they had a vegan hot dog on their menu, and a vegan burger, and some vegan chili, and a couple of salads, and some other options, and I love going there because the atmosphere is just super cool. It's an old bank. Um, the waitresses have flapper dresses on. Today was really cute. The lady that sat us, um, not our waitress, but the hostess, she was wearing her cute little flapper dress and a pair of combat boots, and it was just adorable. Um, but anyways, we get there, and I'm like, Where's the hot dog? There's no hot dog on the menu. I wanted to have the hot dog. And our waitress happened to be vegetarian. She's like, I know, I'm so upset. And I threw my arms up in protest. Why did you guys get rid of the veggie dog instead of the veggie burger? I guess veggie burgers are more popular than veggie dogs, but I was super bummed out that I didn't get my veggie dog fixed today. So I think veggie dogs are probably gonna be on the menu for dinner tonight since I still have like six packages left in my freezer from when I had my birthday party. <laughs> Bonus. So definitely, definitely, definitely love me some good veggie dogs. Um, if I'm feeling extra adventurous, I will actually make my own veggie dogs from scratch. I have a couple of different recipes that I fall back on, but my most, uh, my most used and most, um, hot doggy of all my hot dog recipes is from the complete guide to vegan food substitutions the first edition and they're called um, all american hot dogs and i use that as a regular hot dog you can use it 
on a bun and just eat it as is. Um, or I also have a recipe for making it into a corn dog, which is super yummy. So um, look in the show notes for that, and I'll post a link to the recipe for the All-American hot dogs and the corn dog recipe that goes along with it so you guys can make your own veggie dogs from scratch and top them however you want. Top those transportation devices with as many toppings as you can think of because veggie dogs are delicious. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Processed food is bad for you. It can be, sure, but everything in moderation. You don't have to have veggie dogs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You don't have to have veggie dogs for every meal of every day. But if I have one veggie dog a week, maybe two veggie dogs a week. Okay, let's be real. Maybe I have four veggie dogs per week. I don't think that's too much. I really don't. I really, especially if I make them from scratch, but whatever. I'm putting vegetables on top sometimes. I'm eating them on whole wheat buns sometimes, but whatever. When I have a hot dog, I want to have a hot dog, and I'm not really worried about whether or not it's good for me. So, I will post a link to how you can make your own veggie dogs from scratch, including corn dogs, and uh, check that out because veggie dogs are awesome. So I touched on it briefly in the intro, I am no longer working for Whole Foods Market. So I don't have a bad thing to say about Whole Foods in general. I had a great eight years working there. I learned a lot and I made a ton of wonderful friends. Um, There was some reorganizing in the company and it just wasn't for me anymore. So now I am out on my own doing some freelance work focusing on veganism, focusing on Joni's contribution to the world of veganism, trying to get myself out there more. Um, You know, if you didn't know me already, I have nine cookbooks out and available to the world right now, and I have another one in its final editing phases, so that'll make ten. And I'm already working on some other stuff. Um, The funny thing is, is that even though I have so many cookbooks and I've been blogging about vegan food since 2006, not a lot of people know about me and what I do. And I am the worst at being a self-promoter on social media. So if you follow me on social media, you will probably notice that I'm going to start posting a lot more now that I have time to focus on that aspect of my life and career. Um, I used to think that having, you know, 100,000 hits on your website in a month is really, really great, but um, I'm finding out that you really need to have like 100,000 a week, if not more. And having two thousand followers on Instagram is nothing. There's kids out there that have like hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and it's like whoa crazy. So I gotta up my game. I got myself a Periscope account. I haven't really used it yet but I'll use it. Got myself a Snapchat account. Maybe I'll join that party one of these days. And I'm cooking up a few ideas with my cousins who are also vegan and also have some awesome Hollywood uh, background to uh, maybe produce some YouTube videos. So I've got a lot 
that I'm interested in doing over the next couple of months before uh, my final paycheck runs out and I have to decide whether or not I have to get another quote-unquote real job. But until then, I'm focusing on just the food, focusing on vegan road rants, and focusing on Joni Marie Newman, the brand. So hopefully that is not a... Uh, not bothersome to you folks that maybe enjoy only getting one email newsletter from me a year. Um, but hopefully the rest of you will be glad that I am upping my, upping my space in the social realm. So yeah, here I am. I am here to share and hopefully I will share to a lot more of you than I ever have before. Thank you so much for all your support in the past and up to now. And I am looking forward to seeing a lot more of you guys in the future. So I've been in Long Beach just over a year now. I have enjoyed my time immensely here. And I'm continuing to get more and more involved in my community. And I am starting to record and put notes and take pictures of all of the vegan food that you can find in Long Beach. So I'm going to add a new tab to my website called Vegan in Long Beach, in which I put up all the vegan food that I have found in Long Beach. You know, I grew up here. I lived here pretty much my whole life until my husband and I moved in together when we moved into Orange County. And that was, oh, 15 years ago. And last year we moved back. So we were gone for 15 years. We still have friends and family here. Um, so we would come and visit and what have you. Um, but I've noticed how much more veg-friendly this city has become. We've got a couple of all-vegan restaurants now. We have a vegan sushi place called Happy Elephant. Uh, we have Veggie Grill. We have um, just down the street in Cerritos, which isn't technically Long Beach, but it's just down the street. We have Veggie Walkery. We have I Love Vegan Thai on Pacific in Long Beach. But... Other than that, we also have now a bunch of vegan menu options at places that never had vegan options before. One of the favorite places me and Dan have always gone to for breakfast is the Potholder Cafe. And ever since we were young, we'd always go there. And then when I went vegan, I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? I remember they always had soy chorizo. At that place, so I would go and just kind of make up my own breakfast. I would get, like, potatoes and avocado and soy chorizo um, or something like that, something weird like that. But now they have a whole vegan menu. They have a vegan Benedict. They have a tofu scrambled burritos. They have a couple of things on their menu that are really good. Um, so I'm super happy about that. And their portions are ginormous. And now they have three locations all in Long Beach. So that's pretty awesome. Um, more recently, I went down to this Korean barbecue place called Sarah. I went for a, um, a vegan meetup with some Instagrammers and bloggers. And we pretty much ordered every single thing on the vegan menu, which is quite extensive. And the food was so good. It's not a vegan restaurant, but they have an entire vegan and vegetarian menu, which 
is just really nice. It's really nice to have those options. Um, a uh, little Mexican place on 4th Street called Lola's. They have um, some good veg options as well. Plus, it's a super cute place. And they're getting ready to open up a second location even closer to my house. So that's cool. There's a couple of Indian places that serve up some delicious veggie options. Um, but anyways, I can bore you talking about food that if you don't live in Long Beach, you have no interest over whatsoever. But I'm just letting y'all know if you are in Southern California, you can always go to my website and click on the Vegan in Long Beach page to see all of the different foods and stuff that I've been eating around town and showcasing the veg options at the non-veg restaurants um, in Long Beach in addition to focusing on a lot of the totally vegan options that we can get here um, that are at totally veg restaurants, which is pretty rad vegan sushi on broadway in long beach i love their sushi it's called happy elephant so i'll just leave it at that but yeah check out justthefood.com and click on the uh vegan in long beach tab and you can find all sorts of information about what i've been eating over the last year here in long beach and i'll continue to add to it as i find new things to eat all right that's it You've been listening to Vegan Road Rants with Joni Marie Newman. To find out more about me and veganism, head on over to my website, justthefood.com. Click on the podcast tab to find show notes and links to all the stories we talked about in today's episode. You can follow me on Twitter at Joni Marie Newman. Like me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Joni Cooks Vegan. Extra special thanks to Mr. Michael Semino for providing the amazing theme song and sound bites for this podcast, as well as to Scott McClymans for providing the amazing artwork. Remember, it is never okay to murder or torture another living being just for a tasty supper.